Belke, have I ever told you the story of how I conceived the idea of the Death Star? Not in its entirety. Well, long, long ago, I dated this woman, and I found out what planet she lived on, and she did me wrong. So I decided to blow up her and her entire family on her planet. <laughs> that is an excellent choice. <laughs> Well, geeks, we got Star Wars, Spider-Man, and anime. Let's get into the show and get that intro music going. Welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. I'm your host, as usual, Jalen Holston, and joining me today is a man that has so much power in the Force that I, I can't even fathom it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Mr. Bilkey, how are you doing today, sir? I'm, I'm having an excellent day. My metachlorians are at an all-time high, and I am very excited for this podcast. Excellent! Well, as you guys know, or maybe some of you don't, it's, it's December 10th. And uh, there's, a, there's a little film coming out on December 15th, Bilky. Five days away. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it, but yes, yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi is in theaters this weekend. So this show, we're going to give you a little preview of what's going down, what's shaking in the Star Wars universe, what's going on up to then. Recap The Force Awakens a little bit. Tell you what we want to see, what what could happen, theories, and ah! I'm super excited for this. I haven't, I've, I watched the trailers. I, I'm guilty of that, but I have made sure not to do any research or anything on what could possibly happen in this because I, I would, I just want to be blown away. So I have done the opposite of that entirely. Just kidding. I've stayed away from the TV spots, but um, yeah, we got some other stuff on the agenda as well. Of course, there's a Battle Angel Alita trailer that dropped, and of course, there is a Miles Morales Spider-Man trailer. That's right. You heard me. The Miles Morales animated film from Sony Pictures has dropped. We will review that trailer as well. And special bonus little geeky item of news this week. The X-Men are more than likely coming back to Marvel and the DC and the uh, MCU. I always do that. I always start saying MCU, but I say DCEU. It's just on my mind of how terrible that franchise is at the moment. We're not even going to talk about DC. I am excited. <laughs> we, this is going to be a great pod. We have excellent topics today. Well, let's get rolling. First on the docket, the Battle Angel Alita trailer being produced. The movie is by uh, James Cameron. You might know him of Avatar with the, the blue people that had intercourse with their little ponytail things a long time ago. The guy that revolutionized 3D movie going as we know it. Yes, it's based on an, uh, a manga that came out a long time ago in the 90s. And this trailer, Bilky, wow. The accuracy. Yeah, so we just watched it, and it just looks amazing. You kept talking about the rendering of the film. Just from what we saw in the trailer, it's magnificent visually. It's very beautiful. A quick rundown of the best Saint, like layman's terms I can think of to come up with for like Battle Angel Alita is basically it's a post-apocalyptic future and this doctor finds a cyborg or a part of a android's head and he decides to kind of rebuild her a la Frankenstein and then she gets into a bunch of adventures in this world so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. There's love interest with an actual human being, and from what we could see, and that looks super exciting. Um, I, I don't know what it is lately, Jalen, but I love this resurgence of 90s anime and manga oh being brought to the screen. Yes, I, I love it as well. And, like, you know, I watched this trailer, and then I think back to Ghost in the Shell. I was like, why couldn't that have looked this good, you know? Like, Ghost in the Shell looked good, but it didn't. 
I don't know. Like they could have found an actress or something to make it look more like the anime or the source material. And I, there's no reason when you see films like this as a trailer, you know? Right. I agree. Um, this is what I'm going to say to that. I think Ghost in the Shell took an honorary L if we're going to have this wave of 90s animes coming to movies. Yeah. So yeah. we can already see an improvement with um, Alita here. And then maybe what if we get like an Akira in the future? Or Ooh. what if we get... Um, like a Neon Genesis or something. Or a I, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, you know? oh, God. <laughs> so, see, I'm okay with um, Ghost in the Shell not looking like what it could have if we're still having these big names on hold. Right. So, I don't, like, if they started with Cowboy Bebop or something like that and they just ruined it, I would be so upset. And no slouch either. Christoph Waltz is in this movie. Like, this is an Academy Award winner. Like, he, like, this movie's legit. Oh, this is... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is going to be one for the ages, I feel. I'm, I'm having high hopes just after that trailer. I am, too. I mean, if you can't get excited for a movie that was produced by uh, James Cameron, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and then as a leading role, Christoph Waltz, I mean, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. This is... It's, it's action sci-fi stuff, too, with a little bit of romance in there. It's beautiful looking. I, man... Yes, and, and I need it. The action, I think, is going to take a backseat to the dialogue. I can tell already just it, this is not going to survive without dialogue because that's what mangas are. I agree with that point, too, from that observation in the trailer. This looks like there's going to be an amazing story, and the action is just going to bolster everything that's been said to us as an, like from an audience standpoint, and I hope I'm correct. At least from the trailer, this is what we can break down and look at. But yeah, I'm very excited for Battle Angel Alita. Yes, as we do on the show, I give it a hard see it. 100% hard see it. But, Bilky, there was another trailer that... <laughs> I, just, I just need a minute. You just, just got to give Jay a second here. This is really important. It just We live in a world where, like, these things can happen and you can... You can see your dreams come true. Just breathe, man. Just breathe. Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm back. Okay. Okay. So, Sony Pictures has uh, been developing this uh, Spider-Man movie. It's an animated movie. So, think of, like, you know, Toy Story and your Pixars and stuff. But uh, a little bit different. Uh, and we heard about this a couple years ago. And you, my beautiful friend, <laughs> my beautiful golden-locked angel. Thank you. Sent me this Twitter DM with this trailer for the Miles Morales Spider-Man. In case you guys don't know, in current Marvel continuity, uh, there was a universe that existed called the Ultimate Universe, where Peter Parker got in a fight with the Green Goblin and ultimately died. And there was a kid named Miles Morales who also had gotten bitten by a radioactive spider. Same story. Um, but he is Hispanic and African-American. And he took over for Peter Parker after Peter Parker passed away. Um, eventually, Secret Wars happened, and they melded his universe with the normal universe, and Peter Parker and this kid now exist in the same world. But anyways, long story short, it's about the uh, ethnic, uh, ethnically different Spider-Man. It's basically how I can break that down for you guys in layman's terms. But never in my wildest dreams did I imagine a world where there would be a movie, not only about Miles Morales, but that it would look so accurate to like, it's like they put the comic book in motion, Bilky, with this animation style. My jaw literally dropped, and all the hairs on my body stood quite erect. I, I just don't understand. It's got like a – it seems like it's 2.5D, but not really because it's full 3D rendering, and it's colorful. It's bright and like – It's very vibrant. It, it's just – it's beautiful, and it's smooth, and you can tell they really worked hard on this. Uh, it's called Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse, and we get a little tease, and if that means what I think it means – 
oh my god we the the gates have been opened bilky there is a universe that exists where in this animated spider-man universe that sony's created we can have the sitting in a tree crossover from spider gwen holy balls sweet god sweet god now my question to you is is this a good move by sony to introduce a different spider-man while tom holland is still rocking it in the mcu for marvel um i'm gonna say yes people love spider-man that is not a that's not a question at all there oh, are yes, many sure. loyal spider-man fans and there's also a large amount of fans who go deeper and just love the spider-man universe because i know there's a lot of people who are just like no no peter parker is the only spider-man like all the other ones the there was a ton of backlash from marvel when they decided to kill off peter parker and announce this guy was spider-man and it was a racial issue for most people to be honest it's like not it, a lot of people tried to hide behind like oh is the peter parker like i like my peter parker spider it's like mm -hmm. no you were mad because he's black let's just just call it how it is let's <laughs> people don't like change okay they so really I'm trying, don't. To, trying to get out of my chat but yeah um but that's yeah. that's ridiculous so why why can't there be a black or hispanic or mixed breed um or female or female or of these like characters i don't understand why why does it matter it doesn't it, it doesn't that's because there are plenty of Okay, let's look at Green Lantern. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a perfect example. It's just a title. Exactly. The Green Lantern could be anyone. Exactly. And that's why we have multiple Green Lanterns in the whole core. Yes. There can be many, many Spider-Man. Like, why couldn't you just... People are just so stubborn. Dude. Like, imagine... <laughs> it's ignorance. Imagine seeing on screen multiple Spider-Man with different abilities and all their strengths coming together as oh. a spider core. Oh, Lord. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It could be so much more and change is necessary. Yes. It's part of life. So I asked you that question because I saw this trailer and I, after I had my emotional roller coaster of excitement and I cried a bit and I just couldn't believe it, I got a little sad, Bilky. I got, I got a tiny bit sad. Why were you sad, Jalen? Because this to me, it delays a live action adaptation for the character as far as seeing him on the MCU screen uh, with the Avengers and all that stuff happening at Disney and Marvel. So I will live and I will enjoy these animated films. I assume there's probably going to be multiple because I'm telling you, when this is theaters, it's going to be fun. Like, people are going to like this stuff. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Okay, so what if this is Sony's way of uh, – okay, I'm going to say, what if this is their way of preventing a casting error? Ooh, ooh, that could – that's a – that's a smart – that's a hot take right there. Hot take. Hot take number one. Because you're bringing – you can make him look exactly how you need to if you're drawing his skin tone and stuff like that. And then you're pretty much avoiding any chance of backlash from fans who are like, oh, well, you should have casted this person or yeah. you guys messed up and you're still gentrifying or whatever. This could be a very safe way to bring – miles in this universe into the screen without causing any racial issues because yeah. we have way too many of those right now and it's a good testing point to see where this caliber of the character is because if people don't go see this movie then they know okay we really can't do a live action adaptation because nobody cares about miles morales yet but if it takes off then it's the flip side like we can easily plug him in because we already have his name dropped in the universe from spider-man homecoming spoiler alert in case you guys somehow have lived under a rock and just not seen spider-man homecoming by now um, but yeah, I think this is a good, it's a good move by Sony. I can't wait. I hope this Spider-Man franchise to take care of and cherish and love and adore until all humankind is over. Yes. So to answer your initial question, yes, I do think this is a good idea because now you can keep Tom going. 
and then you have a whole animated side where you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's a win-win for Sony because they lost the sharing of, you know, their actual Spider-Man, Peter Parker, with Marvel because he's being, you know, allowed to go into the MCU and Disney movies. So then they can have their own little Spider-Man franchise still and own those little rights in the Spider-Verse, and they're showing off what they got. Well done, Sony, you cheeky bastards. Keep it going. Well done. Well, Bilky, you know, there are mutated superheroes, and then there are the X-Men. There are none like the X-Men. And there are, you know, teams of four like, you know, the Defenders, and then there are the actual best team of four superheroes known to date, known as the Fantastic Four. What are you about to tell me about them, though? That's what I want to know. They are more than likely coming back under the reins of the MCU and Disney. Uh, and getting bought out by Fox. Now, in case any of you haven't heard, lately, Disney has been trying to acquire some Fox properties. Most people have been speculating it's because they're trying to launch their Disney streaming service. So they're picking up stuff from their TV properties, movie properties, and all that kinds of stuff. So that way, when they launch it, they can really go head-to-head with Netflix in the uh, long scheme of things. And in case you guys don't understand how this works, Fox Studios owns the movie rights to X-Men. So any X-Men movie, anything in that universe, they own the rights to, and you'll never, until now, of course, you would never be able to see the X-Men crossover with, let's say, Captain America. You would never be able to see that because the rights don't work. Now what has happened is Disney and Comcast have been going back and forth, trying to auction or trying to outbid each other or some some kind. And uh, how these rights work is, these they aren't transferable. So even if Comcast somehow outbids Disney for the for their uh, the properties that they're looking into, because they're not transferable, the rights to those characters and the movie properties all go back to Disney and Marvel. So it's a win-win. Either they buy them and they get the rights back, or Comcast takes them. And because they can't transfer the rights to Comcast, then they go back to Marvel anyway. So if so facto, we're going to have the X Men and the Fantastic Four come back to the MCU as we know it right now. So what can this mean for Fantastic Four fans who haven't had a good movie come out? You're going to get a rebooted movie that's going to be done right because it's going to be headed by Kevin Feige and the people at Disney. This is this is just great news for their for the universe in general cuz now these are really big characters that they can regain control of and continue to create the universe correctly on screen. Yes. And I am excited for the Fantastic Four. X-Men, I'm a little shaky because Deadpool 2 is a shot and wrapped. That's fine. What scares me is this is going back to Disney, right? The mouse. The family-loving mouse. Damn it. I am very frightened that Deadpool 2 might be our last look at Ryan Reynolds playing the character in that kind of X-Men universe. I kind of like that they're separate you know what i mean like we get a different feel we're getting the new mutants horror movie that's coming out you know Mm -hmm. is that that was all under fox like they didn't have to worry about continuity and all that stuff with mcu so while i'm excited at the potential like there could be an x-men versus avengers movie at some point bilky that would be amazing that's kind of wild but at the same time i'm like i hope they just like kind of get them back and keep them adjacent kind of like how they do on the netflix shows right Mm -hmm. like it's all it's all existing, it's all in the same universe, and they kind of make some references here and there, but, like, it's all separate. Like, they do their own thing. That's what yeah, I they hope Yeah, uh, they don't need to clash yet. That's what I'm hoping. At least that's what I'm hoping. And then if there's, like, a world-ending event like Galactus, which they just acquired back, uh, then they can come in. But, um, yeah. I think they need to be patient with X-Men right now. I think X-Men has been in a good spot recently. They oh, yeah. really haven't put out bad movies. Oh, yeah. So I don't think there's an, a 
I need to rush anything out right now. Mm-hmm. Acquire the rights, do your thing, sit on it for a while, and genuinely make something that's worth viewing to put the X-Men title on. I agree. I think after Dark Phoenix comes out and after Deadpool 2 comes out, I would probably just shelf the X-Men for a while mm-hmm. and then give us a hard Marvel uh, Disney reboot of reboot of the X-Men with like new cast, new direction, new everything. For after like ten years go by, we get a new Wolverine, everything, and um, yeah, you gotta let the legends settle. Yeah, you, you got to let it let it settle. Hugh Jackman's definitely not coming back. Like, it's just that's just how it is. I, I I'm very excited for that. And Fantastic Four, my God, it, it's time. Like, they need to have a good Fantastic Four. They're the coolest like group of heroes, man. I'm sorry. Who can beat the Fantastic Four? Not a whole lot of people, man. It takes a lot. I mean, you got Mister Fantastic who stretches. You got uh what's her name sue storm of course she can turn invisible force fields all that stuff the thing ben and then of course uh johnny torch yeah i mean it's like what a cool thing and it's it's a sad thing that that josh trank movie wasn't allowed to be developed and directed the way it should have been because i think if that would have just if they would have just let him go let him do his thing that would have been the definitive fantastic four that we needed and it eh, it's a shame bring back silver surfer Oh my God! Yes, bring him back, but do him do but him better, justice. But not like you did in what was it, like two thousand three or whatever. Yeah, know? whatever that crap was. Oh. I really like Silver Surfer. I think he's a stupid powerful character for me. That's it's pretty fun. It's a pretty crazy character as well. Yeah, he's just gnarly. Cosmic. I don't know anything cosmic interests me. Yes. And then him and Galactus on screen at the same time, like that would be just amazing. Just do cool things with it, but don't <laughs> fail. Just do the thing. Damn it! Just do the thing. <laughs> What else we got? Bilky, there is a oh, disturbance. It's time. There's oh, a disturbance oh in the force because oh good God. It, in five days. In five day people, that's five that's four sleeps. Five days. Holy hell. There's a new Star Wars movie in theaters. They have dominated the market again. It is Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm gonna I'm just gonna, gonna it's it's real, it's happening. I can't believe it. Oh dude, I I it's so sad. I'm pretty sure most tickets are already sold out, and it does come out on my birthday, which is something George and I talked about. He usually releases the movie, yeah. you know, on my birthday, just <laughs> as a, like a special thing, and I could not be more excited. It's the best present ever. So we're going to give you guys a little preview of what's happened up to this point. Of course, it's only one movie, so it's just kind of talk about The Force Awakens and stuff like that, everything leading up to it and whatnot. So, of course, in The Force Awakens, it opens up. We get this great little recap shot of this planet where Poe Dameron, our, our, our favorite pilot, that guy that's a badass guy, you know, uh, has to give these little informations on the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker to his little droid unit BB-8, of course, and then the adventure happens and the people getting chasing after BB-8 and people said it was a remake of the, A New Hope, which it kind of was, but I don't care. It was great. So that's the it was it was a remake, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's necessary. Of course, we got a new villain, Kylo Ren. We got a new emperor kind of guy. We got Snoke, and of course, we got a new lead actress, Rey. That's where most of this place takes most of the story takes place. It's all around her. We get Han coming back. Spoiler alert: He does not make it through the Force Awakens. Uh, we get to see Princess Leia. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. I I'm gonna be very emotional whenever I see this movie. Whenever she comes on screen, I just know it. It's, it's going to be hard to watch, but ugh. it's going to be. I'm not. It's something that I won't look away from. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We'll have to do some mental preparation before we get in there. Yes, yes, we will. 
But anyways, and then at the very end of this movie, the whole plot in Ghetto is trying to get these plans to figure out where Luke is. And by the end of the movie, Ray does find Luke on this island. And the last shot that we see is her extending her hand with his lightsaber. And he says nothing. But it's okay. Because then we get a trailer several, several months later where he's actually talking. And we get this weird <laughs> version of Luke in The Last Jedi from these trailers where he's frightened and he's... A hermit and he's just abandoned all of these things where the last time we saw him he was the most powerful guy in the galaxy bilky i think this is going to be a mark hamill performance for the ages i agree i he's this is a big role for him in his life and he's coming back to it now as a, a way more older adult i think he's going to give it everything he's got he's very passionate about it and let's be honest here this is his legacy he's creating right now i'm excited i'm very excited uh, the, the premise in The Force Awakens was that Kylo Ren, the lead villain, the guy with the tri-lightsaber that everyone said was stupid, but ended up being really functional, by the way. I was the only one defending it at the time. But anyways, um, it's, it's kind of centered around Luke was starting a new Jedi Order. Kylo kind of went bad, killed everybody, and then Luke ran away. He ran away from all that responsibility, didn't want to deal with it, which is understandable. He's you done know? it before. I mean, kind of, you know, he just ran off on a whim. Very emotional guy, that Luke Skywalker. Uh, so, yeah, then we pick up in this story, and Mark Hamill, initially, when he read the script from Ryan Johnson, he didn't like where they left Luke. They didn't. He didn't like where this character was, so there's a lot of beef going on there for a bit. And it's understandable, because he was this powerful hero, and he's this guy that's kind of scared out of his mind whenever Rey starts training, as you can see in the trailers. And you're like, why? What do you? What could have happened? Why is he so like just scared out of his mind? He's fighting his own demons. It's he's still running away from issues clearly, and Ray better knock him down, Bruh, I I think the opening of this movie is gonna be like, she's gonna start training. He's gonna get scared, and then eventually he's gonna be like, no, nah, I'm done training you. I'm sick of it. And then she's gonna realize that she's probably the only one that could bring balance to the force because it's unbalanced i guess because that keeps happening in this universe <laughs> and then she's gonna he's gonna train her it's gonna be fine dude so uh a source of mine sent me a text message today there was a confirmation of an obi-wan standalone yes there Something is like that there is 100 percent a confirmation it is happening don't worry about it because it's not her father here's the thing I'm sick of it. You, you tried to like, you tried to low key trigger me. You son of a gun. You did. Um, but it has been uh, announced from the director Ryan Johnson. Ray's parentage was a big issue coming out of the Force Awakens, and he has said that they are addressed in this movie. And the quote from him in the interview says they are important to Ray. Now, to me, that seems like she's coming from a parentage of no ones. Like they're just two farmers out right. on Tatooine or something. But uh, who knows? Who knows? There's still a lot of theories out there. Are you still sticking to the Obi-Wan theory? Yeah, just because it's fun. You're an idiot. <laughs> if it's, listen, accept it. Listen, if it's anyone, it's Luke Skywalker. I will stand by that. Or, like I said, bunch of nobodies. Does that matter to you? Do you think it, she has to come from like a powerful Skywalker lineage or something of that nature? Or can she just be... Like Anakin in The Phantom Menace, when we met that kid. He That's was what just, I was thinking. He was just born. He was an immaculate conception. Luke was, of course, you know, the seed of him. But there have been plenty of powerful Jedis that came from nobodies, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's why we have so many different species of Jedi. Exactly. Obviously, like, someone has to be born with a high metachlorian count, so why couldn't it be Rey? Yep. I, I honestly don't think it matters. 
What matters to me is that they recast Ewan for this Obi-Wan standalone. No. What? Ewan McGregor does not get to be recast as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is a fantastic Obi-Wan Kenobi. Listen, the prequels, which we will dabble on for just a minute because I have to address this issue for this moron next to me over here because <laughs> he had to bring up Obi-Wan Kenobi. The problem with the prequels was that George Lucas was still in massive control of the prequels as far as the dialogue goes and the direction goes. I think if somebody else would have, you know, taken the reins, kind of like The Force Awakens, and just let them play in the sandbox a little bit, we would have got better prequels. But anyways, back to back to the, you know, The Last Jedi. <laughs> Freaking noob. I am super excited for this fight Finn's going to have with that uh, lead trooper. Dear God, yes. I don't know what that uh, female's name is, but... It escapes me right now. That he's it's dude, okay. He oh, looks Captain like Phasma, he, excuse me. Yes. Yes. That is going to be an epic fight. I don't think it'll be a long one though. This movie looks like a bunch of just character development and character driven things. We have Finn going head to head with Captain Phasma. That's a big character moment for Finn, right? Yeah, this is huge. And then we have Luke having to confront Ray and probably gonna have to confront Kylo Ren at some point, we assume. We know Ray will. And then we have Kylo Ren having to confront Ray again and then also probably That one trailer, I think that was some misdirection, but I swear on my life, there is no redemption for this man if he not only kills Han Solo and then he takes Princess Leia from us. Oh, no. Cool villain, but there is no redemption for you. 100% you will burn and your ashes will be uh, danced upon Kylo Ren. You do not touch Princess Leia. She is precious to us. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, like... (laughs) All right, he killed his dad. Like he was trying to get powerful, but you do not touch her. That's your mother. Damn it! Damn it! So, what are some things and hopes and dreams that you have for the Last Jedi? What's like if you walk out of the theater? What's the one thing that's going to be like? God bless America. That was great. Okay. What I need is a lightsaber fight. Oh lord. That is more than two minutes long. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get it. Don't worry. <laughs> I would, I would like to see some good lightsaber action because that's something that we don't always get to see, although it's the most cool part of the, the universe. True. And what I also need to see is that the characters develop far enough to where I'm not stuck on questions that were really important to me in the last couple of movies. Yeah. I need some milestones to be laid down, and then I need prep for the future. That sounds good. That's what I want. I need a couple of things. Number one. Oh, in Jar Jar Binks. Oh, Jesus. No. Well, we had six (laughs) listeners. There they go. (laughs) One in six people are Jar Jar fans. (laughs) Well, where's the stats? To to my noble listener, thank you. Show me the stats right now. I don't think that's true. Well, that's just too bad because he is the most powerful Sith Lord. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. I need a couple of things. Number one. I need to see Kylo Ren more, which apparently we're getting. I just love this villain. I love this character. There's no redemption for him. He's pure evil. I love it. Number two, and this is probably a deal breaker. If Luke doesn't overcome this BS about being a scared little hermit and whip out that green lightsaber, I'm going to be a little upset. I'm sure the rest of the movie's great from what I've heard so far. The reactions are good. But man, come on. Okay, I'm on, I'm on Mark, board. You got Mark Hamill back on screen. Even if it's just like a little spar sesh with like, you know, with uh with Ray. I don't think he, I don't need like a huge like action set piece with an 80-year-old Luke, okay? I don't think that's feasible. It doesn't make sense to me, but like just have him just just let, let us see it. We he know he has like, it. 
even if he just goes back into his cave, opens up the dusty chest with his old lightsaber in it or whatever. Yes. And he just. Oh, my God. Yes. If I just see him sit there and flick it on, even oh. if he doesn't take it and he just chooses not to, just let him flick it on. Let him so flick it on, like look boom. at it and make a decision, then turn it off and be like, no. Yeah, that would be yeah, cool with me. That would be great. Right? <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. I'd be cool with that. Just let me see him hold the green lightsaber. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then number three i need carrie fisher's last performance to make sense and be fulfilling you know what i mean i hope that it was hand i i assume it was handled well from what i've read but you know i it, you gotta see it you know what i mean you gotta see it i need that confirmation do so, her justice that's, that's all i'm asking those are my things i need from uh the force awakens now there are some theories floating about out there bilky about possibly kylo ren maybe Teaming up with Ray, maybe Ray goes to the dark side. What do, What are you thinking could kind of happen here from that one trailer that we? But I know we've both seen the main trailer right. that came out. So what are you thinking, my guy? Well, okay. I think this is a common case of misdirection. Hundred percent. I don't think we're gonna have the scene that they showed. I do think that Kylo Ren is obviously gonna try and influence her again because. As we saw in Force Awakens, she can bang. They are connected in some way or fashion, not just by the Force. I'm saying there's there's something like just human nature wise that they are, they are connected to. I don't know. They could be cousins. They could be. I saw one that tried to write them up as possibly being like romantic interests, which I think that would be interesting. That honestly. would prove my Obi Wan theory more. That could. It could prove your theory a little more. Um, but yeah, I don't. There is some kind of innate connection that they both have. Both are very powerful Force users. And both are good with a lightsaber. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that could be interesting. I just want to see Kylo just fucking grovel on the ground at Ray's feet. <laughs> wow. And then I want to see – oh, my – okay, I'm getting real dark here. Oh, my. I want to see Ray execute Kylo Ren in <laughs> front of Snoke. That would be great. Just put him down and be like, what is up, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm <am> here. <laughs> exactly. I am fucking here, and I am ready to destroy you hey yo snoke what's the word <laughs> <laughs> exactly no uh, to be honest i'd like to see kylo kind of unleash a little bit because we saw him fight but he had already taken a shot from chewy and then he took another shot from some from somebody else like i want to see like what he looks like no damage done like how powerful is this kid yeah, let's really? see what he can do because to me i'm gonna be honest ray got a little lucky in that fight i'm just saying i definitely agree that ray got lucky and then we see him rage a little. Let's see him exercise that with a saber. Yes. I want to see a saber like – I want force unleashed like force things happening in these movies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You remember that game? Yeah. Like I want to see like if he's mad, I want to see like a whole forest just explode around. Right. You know what I mean? Give the, give the new crowd of like I don't even know green Star Wars fans the chance to see what the force is really like. It is a powerful, powerful entity. It's real, and the Show comic it. books they do it, and the in the uh, well, the old canon, I should say, the legends. The legends had some kind of out there stuff, but even so, like there's more to the forest that could be displayed on screen, and they try to ground it in this realism, which I'm like, you're talking about realism in a galaxy far, far away, right? In a sci-fi movie, really, 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 really. But yes, but that concludes our preview. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm I'm eager. I'm an eager beaver. I'm a very eager beaver. Well, we reached that part of the show called DC TV stuff, otherwise known as Jalen recaps the Flash because Bilky doesn't watch any of the shows and Arrow got moved to Thursdays. Eager. But lucky for you, 
this podcast is being shot on a Sunday. So I've seen all of the DC TV shows this week. We just keep – we're just unpredictable, man. It is mid-season finale week this week. All the shows had their mid-season finales. The Flash got to tee off against The Thinker. And, Bilky, this episode was dope, bro. Tell me what happened. Uh, Barry has to finally confront The Thinker after an ev- – oh, my God. There was some kind of event that happened downtown or what and what have you. Um, but the the coolest scene, I think – that happens is that they're walking out of uh, Barry, Barry and Iris are like walking down the street. They just had gotten some coffee or something. And then out comes the thinker in his little ex- professor X chair. And he just takes Barry like the beginning of the episode instantly he's in trouble. And then towards the end of the episode, he had, he has him captured. Right. And then Barry kind of outthinks him a little bit and get, escapes. And then there's this really awesome fight scene, like in the air and Barry has to, like, phase through, like, his little tentacles, and then he ends up making the thinker, like, explode his own chair and fall into the river. It's really dope. And then there's, a great, there's a great, great twist. So Barry had that whole fight, right? And all this season, the thinker has been putting these plots in place of developing these metahumans for his own personal gain. And we find out why in this episode, and it is, like, your mind just goes... Poof. He has been experimenting with these metahumans that he basically made himself, in order to finally switch bodies with one because his body is deteriorating from his metahuman ability of great intellect. My mind was blown, and I, I just I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around these things. It was great. I feel like Barry has a dark side that they <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I feel like Barry has a dark side to him that they should tap into more. Oh, he, he gets there because he starts to th- – you know, anytime things get threatened, actually specifically Joe, Joe West. Whenever Papa West is in the house and Joe's mad, Joe's usually the softer character for Barry. He kind of always gives him reassurance because he's his dad in this in the show. Um, but when he gets mad, dude, like that's when you know it's real. There was a scene where they break into the house. They're trying to find Barry because they know he's abducted him. So they go to DeVoe's house and DeVoe's in his civilian – uh, little disguise or whatever in his wheelchair, and he's like, yeah, you can search the house all you want. And Joe's like, I swear, if you touched a hair on his head, and, like, the eyes, bro, so good. So good. Yeah, like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Eventually I'm going to watch it. I always say that, but... Arrow, of course, again, amazing. Great job. Getting the guy from uh, Person of Interest to play the villain this season, great move by Arrow, by the way. Fantastic. Uh, it was discovered there's a mole on Arrow's team that gave him up to the FBI agent that's been trying to arrest him, and the whole team kind of disbands by the end of the episode. Again, we get another awesome action beat in the middle of the episode whenever they're trying to go rescue Detective Lance in this episode. Really good. DC TV stuff. It was amazing. So there's another section that comes up on this show sometimes, guys, and um, pretty good. What's it What's it called? Hi! Bilkin! <laughs> What's the deal with the Star Wars people? Are they redoing a trilogy again? No, they're not. I thought George Lucas died. Um, he's with Elvis. He's with Elvis? <laughs> yeah, didn't you see? Oh, for the love of Pete, no. I went over to Elvis's house yesterday. Oh, um, it, it must have been this past weekend or something. Can you tell me something else? Uh, yeah, what do you want to know? What's going on? How many Spider-Men are there? Uh, 13. Doesn't make any sense. I thought he was white and from New York. Come on, man. Come on, Mr. Carey. Pro- progress a little. Oh, man. Sorry for that part of the show called If You Want to Read, where we give you some reading recommendations on comic books, Netflix, and 
other good stuff that we've checked out lately. Bilky, do you have anything of note that you'd like to recommend to people? I mean, not really, dude. You suck. <laughs> you literally <laughs> suck the life out of me. Um, Naruto Ultimate Storm 4. Naruto Shippuden. Exactly. That's what I've been doing a lot lately. I've been... Uh, I've been rewatching a lot of Naruto. It's, uh, it's beautiful. If you've never watched it, I recommend it. Give it three episodes. The first, uh, so at the actual show Naruto is like three hundred something episodes. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't want to watch filler, you can just look it up and it'll show you which ones are canon and which ones are not. Um, give yeah. it three give it three episodes. If you don't like it, don't watch it. But I can tell you, it's amazing. It's very emotional. The dialogue is incredible. And if you make it through Naruto and you love it. The next um, iteration, I guess, would be Shippuden, Naruto Shippuden, and there's nothing better. It magnifies what the original Naruto was. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. That's what I got. I'm going to recommend the first issue of Wonder Woman DC Rebirth. Uh, it was really good. I just kind of picked it up. I was Googling around on my Comixology app that I have on my phone and picked it up. It's really fun. It's drawn by Nicholas Scott. She's amazing. She's super talented. Please pick that book up. It's really fun. Um, And then my other reading recommendation, not really reading, but uh, I watched this show on the CWC. It's like their animation channel, I guess. It's called The Ray, uh, or Freedom Fighters The Ray. And it has all most of the CW characters, but I told you about the Crisis crossover, right? Where it takes place in, like, the Nazi Earth-X or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about so that. So, basically, this is kind of like a prequel to that whole crossover in these little six-minute animated episodes. And it's really fun. I, you get to see, like, the Reverse Flash, you know, Dark Arrow. Uh, was it? The, the Dark Supergirl or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Super Bitch, is that her name? Pretty much. She's, like, no joke. <laughs> she, like, destroys Red Tornado at one point. Like, she's just heat visioning his face off almost like and like he's sweet god he's screaming like and he tries to like summon his little arms as tornadoes and she just rips his arms off at one point i was like okay this show is dark if they bring do you think they okay this is a loaded question oh my dc tv will there ever be a justice league well they kind of do it already to be honest i know with the crossover but is it ever going to be like real like let's make the justice league (sighs) i don't think so uh I think you might uh, – no, no, not this one. They did it a long time ago on Smallville, but that was because it, that was the only kind of superhero show on at the time. You know, um, I don't think in this DC TV universe you'll ever see a, a Justice League that looks accurate to the Justice League. Even though there is, a, there is a new Superman in there, they have dropped the name Bruce Wayne a bunch of times, which doesn't necessarily mean there's Batman, but I mean – like saying Peter Parker and not saying it's Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay. <laughs> so I don't think uh, I don't think no. I, my answer would be no from what I've seen in this universe. Hmm. That's okay. I'm not too upset. But yeah. Well, Bilky, we've we've spent zero dollars doing this podcast again, haven't we? Um, yes, I believe so. It's because we do that by hosting our podcast on podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast. It gives you unlimited storage, optimized search engine capabilities, and of course. It's free. There's not much better when it comes to amounts owed. 100% free. Also, you can get your uh, reading recommendations like the Rebirth issue number one of Wonder Woman on Comixology. Comixology is great to get your digital comics from because, you know what, Bilky? Do you have an Amazon account of some kind? Um, absolutely. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) You led into that like you actually had a freaking... Damn it, Bilky. (laughs) 
Well, if you have one, with a couple clicks of a button, you can subscribe to Comixology and get an access to a bunch of unlimited comics. And then they're awesome. Take them on your Kindle, take them on your iPad, at the beach, whatever you want, you know? Whatever you want. It's great. Um, um maybe I'll maybe I'll get one. Um you should. Um, maybe maybe. Cuz it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you have any other theories about Star Wars or you just want to talk some nerdy stuff, you can reach me at Jalen Holston on Twitter and Instagram. Bilky, where can people find you? On Twitter, please please talk to me. <laughs> please. <laughs> listen, listen. If if you so much as send me full sentences, I will respond. If you so much as send me full letters, I will respond. Just just reach out. Touch me. But you can find me on Instagram at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y. Excellent. We'll see you next week, nerds. And uh, I should mention, this is going to be this week's episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give them the, uh, the, up, the little scoop. I'm give, you, give a little scoop. I am going to be in California, uh, Orange County, whereabouts this week. Uh, that's the 14th through the 7th, through the 17th, I guess. And uh, so this, this episode is being recorded and put out on a Sunday because this will fill in this week. And then next week, oh, man, do we have something going down a possible surprise guest maybe that's all i'm gonna say we're gonna say a surprise guest we're gonna give you a little tease we're gonna gonna tease you get you ready for For it for our longtime listeners this should be a treat for you it should be a very good treat for you so stay sweaty nerds and we'll catch you next time